Welcome to Be More Super the Podcast. In an action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. They're the answer to our real alone in the universe. Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, we've got a real treat because on sci-fi at the moment is an awesome zombie series, Day of the Dead. And we've got one of the stars with us. It's Christopher Russell. Christopher, welcome to the show, sir. (laughs) Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. It is a pleasure. Uh, and before we talk about your awesome career and and this this great show, I just wanted to check, you know, how you've been during this pandemic. How have you kept moving forwards and, and the positive motions uh, to keep positive amongst all this uh, pandemic that's going on? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I'll start at the beginning. Um, when I remember when this was first unfolding, my wife was uh, kind of keeping me updated about what the news was saying before we globally went into a, uh, you know, staying home and mm. keeping our doors closed situation. I just kind of I didn't believe it. Like, nah, that's that's not right. And they said, I'm going to Costco. I'm going to stock up. I'm like, why? What? This is not a big deal. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, mm. we were in a lockdown. And uh, maybe for the first two weeks. Um, I don't know if I was in shock or what, but I was just kind of, oh, it'll be over in a couple of weeks once they realize, you know, no big deal. Mm-hmm. And then as it uh, as it progressed, um, somehow I felt, I don't want to say relieved, but I felt comforted by the fact that with other adversities that we may face in our lives, they're usually singular to our own personal, um, situation. Um, they're more, uh, you feel like you're alone, whereas Mm. there's something about this being global and everyone was in it. I felt a comfort in that, that we were all going through this together and we can all find a way out of it together. Mm. As long as we just keep our heads on our shoulders and just try to do what's right. So with that in mind, I just kept moving forward. I have two young children. Um, they were seven and f- when this first happened, now they're eight. My mm-hmm. son's turning six tomorrow, actually. Um, so I just focused my energy on making sure that they had a common collected adult figure in their lives through this and just did my best to steer them in a positive direction. Uh, we did as much as we could in the garden and, uh, just sort of being at one with nature to, mm-hmm. you know, fill in the gaps because schools were closed and it turned it into, uh, as much of an educational experience as possible. And, uh, we did a lot of cooking, a lot of baking. I've never had so many baked goods in my life. <laughs> um, and, uh, that was that was pretty much it. And, uh, yeah, we, we managed to get through it. And I think perception is everything, right? So if you mm. can hang on to the perceived notion of a positive outcome, then each day will be more the better for it. Because if nothing's changing right in front of you, mm. it's only fear 
of the future, then if you turn that into an optimistic future, it's a lot easier to get through each day. So definitely, that's definitely. my two cents and, on it. And, and kids are so resilient because my, my girls are around the same age as your two. Um, and I've got to say that throughout the pandemic, they were very much, it was great to see they were quite positive. I mean, obviously we, we know as a, adults the ramifications of the pandemic and it was really nice to turn to them and 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 just see them being so resilient um but i just think it's a giant reset button on on humanity i think that you know it's definitely shown the true colors and and shown kindness and and care within the world and i i i just hope that throughout this pandemic we'll all come out you know better people and and more appreciative of our kids and the world and the time that we have got because we we only have one take at life and as parents like yourself we're memory makers we are there to make these positive memories for our kids and instill great morals for their for their growing so uh, but now I'm really glad that your 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 experience was cooking and out doors and enjoying your time with 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 the family which i think which is another positive we got time to have a bit more time with our family you know yeah well that's just a lot of people get exactly most people get caught up in you know career money career money what do i have to do Mm -hmm. it comes first kids go to you know daycare school aftercare we see them maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit at night maybe maybe on the weekend and that's about it because we're just busy trying to get that next you know big big dollar so when this happened definitely i think uh i think it'd be beneficial for most people uh to be able to have that time with their children i know a lot of people that when things started to open back up they're kind of hesitant to go back not Mm. not because of worry so much about if you're going to catch covid19 but um, obviously that was a worry, but more so about missing out on that time that they had with their family. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, to speak to what you were saying in the beginning of that last statement, um, also a thing that uh, kept at the forefront of my mind is regardless of the pandemic or anything that's that's been happening lately, um, cut back to uh, 2019, any day you step outside your door, you're not in control of what's going to happen. You can set some intentions and hope for the best, but there's so many variables out of your control. Like it's not a given that you're going to come home. So if you live each day, you know, to the fullest regardless, then that's, that's a great place to be. Definitely. Definitely. And talking about family, I read up a bit about you, Chris, Christopher, and I found out that your parents (laughs) are actually from England. Yes, they are. Yes, and Where? I have a British passport. <laughs> yes, dual citizenship. Yeah. So, so where yeah. where whereabouts in the UK are, are you from? Uh, Kent, or your parents? Kent, Kent County. Um, yep. Whitstable and Westgate <gasps> uh, specifically. Wow. So yeah. I used to live in Kent for ten years, and Whitstable oh, wow. is absolutely beautiful. Uh, very well yeah. known for its oysters and its shellfish and and yeah. and all that. So uh, Kent is definitely the garden city, uh, the garden county of England. It's absolutely beautiful down there. Do you go back at all to visit relatives, or are they all in Canada now? 
No, they're all there. Um, but if I'm being honest, I haven't been back in almost uh, 20 years, I would say. Wow. Um, pardon me? Uh, no, I said, wow. I said, oh, wow, yeah. 20 years. Yeah, I just I got caught up in, I guess, life in North America, I suppose. It's not for any other reason than that. And also, my relatives love coming to Canada, so they uh, they, they fly out here every year. Um, but yeah, I have fond memories of uh, Whistable specifically. Uh, my uncle's still there, so we'd go visit him, and he has a yacht um, mm-hmm. that we'd go out on. And uh, I remember also we'd... Uh, We'd take the the channel to France as well, and then drive through to the to Provence. There's a lot of good memories from there. Oh, oh, that's nice. But you'd have to come over at some uh, some 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 point and visit again. I know that Canada is beautiful. It's one place I've I've never been yet, but I can understand why they want to go over to Canada opposed to just staying in Kent. But um, <laughs> but but <laughs> so so what got you into? acting why acting and why that profession because it's such a challenging profession to get into why acting yeah well i mean i've told this story again but i'll stick with it because it's the truth i kind of got a taste for it um in my nursery school or preschool whatever whatever you call it these days Uh, i was probably about four years old um and at christmas they did a nativity scene play and uh, I was the donkey, and yes. I remember c- coming out with my little, little uh, handmade donkey ears and my little donkey tail, and getting all these laughs from the parents, and just feeling really <laughs> proud of myself for, <laughs> for bringing joy <laughs> to a group of people. And uh, there was just something about that moment kind of stuck with me. So I just uh, each year in school, if there was an opportunity to be in a play of some kind, I would be jumping on it and um i was also involved in community theater growing up Mm. and i just really really enjoyed it and then as i got older and towards the end of high school and decisions needed to be made about what i was going to go study in college or university um initially i was it was going to be journalism for some reason um i got accepted to a school for, for journalism. And I was, I was going to do that, but then, um, I got cold feet and decided to, to go for the acting. And I ended up going to school for a while for, uh, acting for film and television. And then while I was doing that, um, I got an agent that, uh, I'll back this up. So my seventh grade teacher, uh, so seventh grade is when you're 12, um, she was at a wedding that I was working as uh, a catering waiter. And this is mm, nine years later. So it was about, no, eight years later. So it was 20. And she, um, she remembered me from seventh grade and how into acting I was and said that her daughter was doing it and has an agent and she could introduce me. So then I got with that agent and, um, I booked a role. It was a one-line role in a Canadian TV show. And my acting school was very strict. You're either in the school or you're working, but you can't do both. So I thought, well, I can work on my own. Look at me. I got a job. I don't need you guys. (laughs) So so I dropped out and took the role. But then I didn't work again for a year. 
um, mm-hmm. as an actor. So it was a lot of bartending and more catering. Um, but yeah, it just like, I'll tell you at the beginning, there was a lot of struggles. I was like, Oh, I'm going to quit. This is too hard. I can't do this. It's not fair. But once I, uh, got out of my own self pity and started taking more, um, acting classes and sticking it out, I just, I can't explain it, but it's just something that I just couldn't give up. And I had to do it. I mean, there's a saying, passion will inform. Um, the passion was informing me. This is what I have to do. So I just I kept at it. And what, and what point did you feel that actually this is for me? What point did you, th- in, in your career, you, you've, you, you thought, you know what? Yeah, I can do this. I'm really good at it. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, it's a double-edged sword because there's the side of me that's like, I'm so good at this. I don't understand why I'm not getting more jobs and more roles. Yeah. Get out of my way. You don't know what you're missing out on. But then there's the other side that even when I am working, uh, I'll, I'll walk away from a take being like, did that suck? Was that terrible? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm never working again. Like, it's just <laughs> we're in such I'm sure you've heard other actors talk about this. We're in such conflict with ourselves because we're always trying to, you know, make it the best it can be. But mm. the the, pro, the problem, but also the, the wonderful thing about acting is uh, it's kind of unpredictable um, as a very organic um, art form if it's being done right. And it's all based on a whole bunch of circumstances coming together in the right sort of alchemy to create a good product. That's why there's lots of shows that come out with, you know, great actors, great director, great art production, great script. And then it still falls flat and you don't know why. Mm. It's just there's just certain elements that don't come together the right way. So when those elements come together, that's the aha moment. That's when it's just so exciting. It's between action and cut when all of a sudden I'm not even – like I know that my best work is when I come out of a scene and let's say the director's like, so how do you feel about that? And I say, honestly, I feel nothing about it because I don't know what happened because I wasn't watching myself. I was there, yeah. right? Because there's two yeah. ways to go about it. There's the way where you're, you're in the scene, but you're watching yourself in the scene, if that makes sense. So you're mm-hmm. editing your movements. You're being critical of the way you speak as you're speaking. Then that's not it's not a realistic approach. Like I'm talking to you right now and it's just coming out of my mouth and half the time I don't know what I'm saying, but that's because it's, <laughs> it's organic and it's happening. Yeah. Right. So the point I'm arriving at is that if you prepare and prepare and prepare and prepare and really, really to the best of your ability, know the character before you get there, then whatever happens happens. And most likely it'll, it'll turn out authentic and uh, truthful. I don't even know if I'm still answering your question anymore, if I'm just rambling. Do you know so what? Do you know what? I'm listening to every word and I'm taking it all, all in and I'm getting lost in your knowledge. Okay. And uh, but it's all great. It's all great. Um, as, as, as you approach, cause this, this always intrigues me because obviously as young actors, you, you, you young actors you're like mavericks literally you know you're going out there you're doing the job and then you d- decide to settle down and have you know a few uh you know bambinos and and you sort of relax as your approach to acting as a business changed since you've had kids and since you've now got a family uh yeah i suppose it has but i i, I think it's changed for the better um 
I have less time to worry about every little move I make in the business, so to speak. So like I have friends that don't have kids. They're not all like this, but a lot of them. (laughs) So the way it works now, um, uh, we don't really, there's no live auditions. Everything is done through a medium like this. So we Mm, we either do it on zoom or Skype or we send a yeah self tape from an iPhone or from a camera, depending how much of a studio setup you have in your home and you send that out and then it goes from there. So a lot of, a lot of actors and I'm guilty of this, but uh, was guilty of this. Not so much now Um, you'll do your tape and then you'll send it and then you'll spend the the rest of the time until you hear something back about it, second guessing (laughs) it, critiquing it, getting a little bit depressed that no one's told you how great it was, (laughs) getting all upset. And then then you get the call that it was great and then you don't believe them and it's just all that stuff. But if you're busy with young children, you don't have time for that. You just don't. So... (laughs) So uh, my approach to the the business itself, it's still the same. I, I just have to get up earlier. So my kids get up pretty early. I got to get up before them. And I'll, if it's for an audition, I will be studying that audition, um, bright and early getting ready for it. So then when I go to the tape, I'm prepared and ready to go. Um, and there's no leaving anything to the last minute. I've learned that if I can do something now, I better do it now because I have no idea what's going to come my way. Like someone's going to have to, you know, uh, go to the doctor because they like sprained their ankle or something at the playground that anything can come up. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to, you know, have to take someone to a karate lesson that I didn't realize because the other one had to stay late at school for something. Like there's so many things that could come up. So if you can do something now, you do it now. So other than that, and yeah, I mean, before, uh, let's say, like, 2019, um, events and stuff like that, uh, they, they kind of, they went to the back burner. They didn't seem as important. There's just less time to go and, like, mingle and socialize. So that would be a little, uh, a little different as well since having kids, for sure. Mm, and it's definitely a gift. I know, obviously, they do interfere with... <clears throat> time and 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 your day-to-day life um but i tell you i tell you what kids are a gift and absolutely i just can't can't wait to see mine grow up because you never know one of our kids might grow up and cure cancer or or yeah. do amazing things so so but there's many parents out there that can't have kids and there's many parents that, that unfortunately you know be horrible to their kids which i just think's awful it really 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 is so uh we've got to definitely keep 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 them close open open arms and and uh, i always tell my girls i love them every single day uh without without fail and that's what you've got you've got to do you've got to uh you know bring bring them up to be uh great people but let's talk about zombies so going from kids over (laughs) to zombies it's a great 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 segue there because having kids do make us feel like zombies some sometimes with a lack of sleep um (laughs) so uh, so we've got a great show um day of the dead if you could tell us a bit about who you play in the show and a bit about the show from your own lips 
Okay, I'll start with the the show itself. Day of the Dead. Um, it takes place during one day, oh. <laughs> and uh, it's about uh, several different people in this town of Mount Hawken. Uh, they all have very important things happening in their lives on this day. There's uh, a mayoral election. There's a wedding. There's uh, the possibility of uh, new job prospects. There's uh, going away for college but trying to get the approval of your dad. And there's also a strange investigation at a fracking site, um, amongst other things. And oh, and there's a big uh, there's a big keg party that uh, is very important if you're of the high school age. And uh, all of these different storylines are going to be converging as the dead come back to life. Um, so it's an ode to George Romero's Day of the Dead, which was the third in his original series. It was Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and then Day of the Dead. Um, in the original movie, Day of the Dead, it's about six people holed up in a bunker. This is a little different. This is in a town. Um, I'm not going to go into too much other detail about what happens, but um, they've uh, the showrunners and writers and creators, uh, Jed Elinoff and Scott Thomas, they, um, they sort of wove in George Romero's original vision of the dead coming back to life and took his political commentaries that he would have at the time when he was making each movie and modernized it a bit. So each character um, undoubtedly represents uh, a person or thing happening right now in the world. Mm. And um, it's thrilling. It's scary. And it's also funny. So, um, a lot of people are used to the very serious take on the zombie genre lately, mm. the the Walking Dead, which I love, uh, but it takes itself very seriously. It's mm. a very, very serious show. Mm. This is not. Don't be <laughs> fooled. This, <laughs> this has some serious topics, um, but there's a lot of fun to be had while watching this. So... Um, you have to go in it with the right expectations. It's definitely got some Shaun of the Dead inspiration, um, at least uh, at least for from what I've <laughs> what I've garnered <laughs> from it. <laughs> um, so my character is Trey Bowman. He is the husband of the the current mayor Paula Bowman, who is running for re-election, and um, their son um, has a very a tumultuous relationship with Paula, but always goes to Trey because um, he's sort of like, you know, the good guy out of the parents. And um, so when we meet uh, Trey Bowman, uh, they're doing the, uh, I don't want to say they're on the campaign trail, but uh, because it's the day of the election, mm -hmm. but they're going around to the different polling stations in town to make an appearance and to, you know, try to get that last minute promotion in for people to vote for Paula. Mm -hmm. And Trey's character is for lack of a better word, a buffoon. Um, he's, he's the male version of a bimbo. So you call him a mimbo, I suppose. Um, <laughs> he's not exactly the brightest 
greatest guy. And he's very naughty. He's very naughty. He's, in in episode he, one, he's very yes. naughty. Yeah, he is very he is uh, very naughty. But <laughs> he, um, the way I played it and my thought process behind him was he just doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Mm. <laughs> so he gets himself into situations because he has a tough time saying no mm-hmm. uh, because that would hurt someone's feelings. Um, but he also, everything he says and does, he believes is the truth. Um, mm-hmm. So even when he's saying the the most outlandish, ridiculous, stupidest thing, he believes it and he thinks it's, it's, it's smart. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of fun to uh to play with trey i don't know how much i can say about what trey gets up to at this point i mean yeah i know because obviously obviously, you know what the 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 one thing i i hate is spoilers because i i i I just think shows like like this i mean i've seen episode one i can't wait for the next one um and i've got to say zombie movies have got and zombie shows have got such a following they really have and i like how you say You know, you've got to go into this show with the right frame of mind because I think people are automatically going to think George A. You know, R- Romero. You know, they're going to think straight away. They're going to put their bar. Yeah. And 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 this is sort of like set, you know, as like an homage, like sort sort of a yeah. nod to to his vision. And it's going to be different. And after watching the first episode, I can't wait to watch the rest. I really can't. Oh, I mean, good. the makeup, the makeup is amazing, <laughs> and you know the humour and the writing, I think, spot on. And I love the part in the trailer with you, uh, with with the guns, <laughs> saying you felt a bit like Deadpool, was it? Which I just think's hilarious. Which it puts more yeah. more to your character and what we've got to look forward to. Um, but again, it's a zombie show, so I presume we're going to see a demise of trey at some point and i just hope it's spectacular i don't know trey (laughs) trey might trey might make it to the end oh that's that'd uh, be awesome yeah yes yeah you never know yeah you never know so so anyone oh go ahead sorry no 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 no, 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 anyone's anyone's up for uh up for being a a dinner for these zombies let me tell you (laughs) Um, one more thing i just wanted to throw in there too for those Mm. who haven't watched it um, it's definitely got an '80s vibe to it. Even the opening mm. credits is 100% <laughs> reminiscent yeah. of something from the '80s. Which, I mean, I love the '80s. Mm. <laughs> I love '80s movies and the tone of them. Mm. And so, as an actor making the show, um, I, I had a feeling when I was there that it was going to be kind of going for that look. But I wasn't quite sure until I saw the final product, and uh, I just, yeah, I loved it. I was like, I get it. This is this is great. It's not, it's not trying too hard to be one thing or another. Other, it is mm. what it is, and yeah. I mean, how was the project presented to you? Because, you know, did you just get like the scripts one day, or did you get told, look, you, you know, you need to toward to audition for this? I mean, how how was the project put put onto your lap? Yeah, so they did a big casting call. Um, I guess it would have been end of May, beginning of June 2020, so we're all still Mm. at home Um, um, in preparation for when things open back up again. And I remember, so I had a list of all the characters that they were looking for and a little uh, blurb, a little breakdown of 
like who the character is and their relationship to the show. And I remember reading Trey's and just thinking it was hilarious and that <laughs> I felt like as an actor, I could definitely uh, sink my <laughs> proverbial teeth into it. And um, I just found the writing. I mean, when I read it, I was like, I get this show. This is, this mm. is verging on a satire, but it's not quite there, but it's definitely hilarious when it wants to be. And I just really wanted to, to be a part of it. So I'd sent the audition tape with a couple scenes and, uh, got the job and got all the scripts one day and read them all in a morning, uh, all 10 of them. And I just mm. couldn't stop. I couldn't put it down. I loved it. Mm. And and how was filming then? Because I presume when you said it was last May, so I presume you filmed on you know during the pandemic. How 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 did that feel going from filming beforehand uh, to filming while under all these restrictions? Yeah. So we didn't actually go to camera until uh, the end of September in 2020. Uh, but yeah. So. Mm. It's a little different. You're you're being tested every day. Um, the you know the rapid yeah. COVID test, and uh, everyone had masks and shields, and you had your little uh, your zones, right? So the the actors in the scene together, and the director and hair and makeup, anyone who has to interact with the actors, we're all in one zone, and mm. you don't you don't leave your zone and you know what I mean? It's like your zone goes with you, <laughs> yeah. but you don't cross over into let's say the props department zone or anything like that. So they kept it very, they kept a tight ship as far as that's concerned. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely a lot different. There was a lot less socializing to be had, uh, mm -hmm. compared to before, <laughs> uh, you couldn't go around to all the departments and shoot the shit, so to speak. Uh, but yeah. I mean, it, it was fine. It, it, I don't know. It's, um, strangely enough just didn't seem that weird <laughs> you know i saw yeah. a meme uh with a picture of clint eastwood and it said that you don't realize how antisocial you are until you live through the pandemic and nothing changed and <laughs> and and you know what i just think that was classic because for yeah. me i was working every single day this pan pandemic so really nothing changed for me except for you know the extra clubs that the kids kids would go go, go to yeah, um exactly. so if if we had a proper zombie apocalypse how well would you fare in that apocalypse do you think i mean how how many days do you think you would survive in a proper it, zombie I, apocalypse it really depends if i can get myself to a good group where i can start organizing a little bit um mm. i'm really i feel like i'm really good at talking myself um out of situations <laughs> growing up well, if I ever with found the zombies. Myself, not not with the zombies no but i'm thinking more about the people the zombies themselves mm. i mean it really just the strength in numbers right so i just have to find my tribe and uh, mm. we'd have to fortify wherever we were and figure out how we were going to go on runs to get supplies and uh, take it from there. But if we if we were talking like the immediate um, horde of zombies approaching my home and it's just me, my wife, and two children, I mean, the first thing I'd try to do is get in the car and drive out of there. Um, and if that didn't work, I'd have to be very strategic about 
how we could sneak past them, depending how many there were, right? <laughs> just all these different variables. Um, I think I'd be pretty good at taking down a few um, to start, but if there was more than 10, it'd be probably a bit difficult. So uh, unless I had some access to firearms, I'm not sure how well I would do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it's not like Shaun of the Dead where they just go to the Winchester for a few pints and let it all blow over. Yeah, so, no, uh, no, <laughs> no, no. So, you would hope. so, yeah, yeah. You, you, you would hope, and um, it's quite, quite funny because Shaun, Shaun of the Dead in 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 the UK is a massive, massive film. It's like a a cult classic. I don't know how yeah. uh, of of a cult classic it is in the US and, and in Canada, but um, but over here we always have our plan and we've got the Rufford pub which is not far from me that looks like the Winchester so we always say that if it does happen and and fully enough opposite the Rufford pub is a gun shop so oh, wow. it's, it's in it's in perfect lo, 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 location so it's great yeah. but talking about the undead I've got to say uh, it's not your first brush uh, you've been in Land of the Dead and also Van Helsing which I've got yeah. to mention Van Helsing because the fans out there are a crazy over Van Helsing. I mean, Van Helsing was one of the most popular shows on air. Uh, it's sadly finished now. Uh, I've had the pleasure of having Alex Ponovic on on yeah. the show, uh, which is he is just a, a mountain of a man, and it's just all awesome to chat chat with. And of course, you played is it Theo? Uh, yeah. If I remember rightly, the um, the phys ed teacher. Uh, of of Eden Um, so how was it to work on Van Helsing I've got I've got to ask because it just looked awesome to work 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 on with the cast and and the crew I mean what what was your experience like working on that I absolutely loved working on Van Helsing Theo was one of my favorite characters I've ever played um Yes, he was a phys ed teacher, but he was also a skilled swordsman and he archer. <laughs> uh, and and a romantic interest for Vanessa. That is um, true. That is true. But, um, so I got to basically play the hero um, in a show where the lines are certainly blurred as to who's good and who's bad and mm. there it's very it's a very human take on um on those type of characters i would say uh but theo was just a flat out good guy um mm. and uh the uh the stunt training and stuff for that like the weapons training i remember when i got the role uh i just, we spent a lot of time just doing samurai sword drills and things like that and it was just for me growing up big fan of like movies like willow and Mm. uh right and gladiator and stuff like that to be able to to play around in that sort of genre um um with weapons such as that and stuff is just it was a dream come true for me um i was sad to see theo go i gotta tell you but that's the way things go with that show um yeah. Good old but, Sam. Uh, mm, yeah. Naughty Sam. But uh, <laughs> obviously, we don't want to ruin it for anyone that hasn't watched it that are planning to yeah, binge watch on 
go into the woods. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just 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 an awesome character, and yeah. and Sam again is very very naughty. And then before uh, we end this wonderful interview, I have I have got a few more questions, but I have noticed that you're. I mean, I don't know if you can talk about this or if you can or can't. Um, uh, Reacher. So you've been yeah. attached to Reacher, which, um, if I'm right in saying, it's been ongoing for quite a while because I had Daniel Cudmore on the show a little while back, who was who played Colossus in X Men, and he's been in quite quite a few things. And he said that he auditioned, but he didn't get the part on Reacher. Um, but you're attached to it, so I don't know much yeah. much much about it. I mean, can 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 you speak about it? I mean, I know it's for yeah. Am- I'm not Am- Jack Amazon. Reacher, so. Um, no, this one. I can see Daniel Cudmore. He, yeah, he's got the size for sure. That mm. would have been that would have been cool. But Alan Richardson uh, plays Jack Reacher, and he's great. Um, I play his brother Joe. Um, that's that's all I can tell you. Okay. <laughs> I play Damn his it. brother Joe. <laughs> Damn it! Well, I know that it's based on the first book, which is The Killing yeah. Floor. Um, yeah. This is all 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 from IMDb, and. Yeah. Um, do 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 we know when it's planned to come out, or is it a case of still in just pre pre production? Well, we we've wrapped um, principal photography, so I think it's just a matter of how the post production goes. If they need to do any pickup shots or anything, um, but I believe twenty twenty two is when they're thinking. When I don't know, um, it's going to come out on Amazon Prime, and I think it's going to be pretty exciting the the fans already are uh, the fans of the books mm. um alan richardson's casting in it as was a big uh, positive element for them um nothing against tom cruise never met him been a big fan tom He's if you're short. listening if you're listening to this legend was one of my favorite movies um, oh, believe yes. it or not <laughs> yeah excellent um, movie but he is absolutely nothing <laughs> like the character description of Jack Reacher in the books, zero. Mm. Um, whereas Alan Richardson fits him to a T, and he's a good actor too. So um, I think the show is going to be uh, it's going to be good. Yeah, it's like a bit like Jack Jack Ryan that's on Amazon as well. That yeah. if if they made him look like you know Harrison Ford. Uh, in in the mo- mo- movies or Chris Pine, it just won't, yeah. won't work. But I, I I just think that show is astonishing as well. Um, so if this show is going to be anything like that, I think we've, we're in for a treat. So looking at your IMDb, um, there's one trivia which is obviously about your parents being from England. So yeah. I think we need to add three things onto that trivia sheet so fans can get to know you a bit better. So. What's your most embarrassing moment, Christopher? Oh, my mm. most embarrassing moment. Yeah. I'd probably have uh, uh, hundreds, but one I can think of uh, right off the top of my head, and I'll tie it in with my profession. When I was a young, aspiring actor in Toronto, Ontario, um, during the deep, dark, frozen depths of winter, I was leaving an audition where the entrance had been a bit obscured by a salt truck and had taken me a while to find it, but I ended up locating it and making it to the audition. But as I was coming out, there was um, uh, these these tall, beautiful young ladies walking (laughs) 
looking a little lost and uh, I was feeling very pleased with myself having just come out of an audition <laughs> and wanted to alert them to its location. So I began speaking to them in a confident manner um, and as I approached them, I didn't realize I was walking on sheer ice and flew uh, at least above waist height in the air <laughs> landed wow. on my tailbone <laughs> with such force that <laughs> I screamed out in pain and couldn't get up <laughs> and they rushed to me in horror asking me if I was okay and oh. I just stood up said yeah I'm fine and I just walked off as quick as I could with my tailbone between my legs feeling like bless you, ass. you should have just laid there still as out until they walked past and then yeah. <laughs> got then got up in shame um <clears throat> what's your funniest celebrity encounter so uh, you know have you met like a film star or any any one of your peers that you've had a really funny encounter with i think you know what have you talked to eric roberts yes i have yeah yeah okay so he, he probably won't remember this um <laughs> i was in toronto and i was actually going to meet my parents at a hotel and I was coming into the lobby and this, this, this guy kept looking at me and smiling. And I looked at him and smiled too. I was like, and I said to my wife, who was my, my girlfriend at the time, this is a, this is a while ago. That was an aspiring actor at the time. I was like, who is, who is that? Is that, is that who I think it is? It's like, do you ever watch those karate movies? She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I go, oh, okay. Okay, fine. And I was like, and then in my head, I was like, that's Eric Roberts. Why is Eric Roberts looking at me? Eric Roberts is awesome. This is weird. And then he's like, hey, how you doing? I was like, I- I'm-, I'm doing really, really well. Thank you. And, and-, and yourself? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what you been up to lately? Um, uh, uh, and I-, I was kind of speechless. And he's like, oh, i got to get going. But it's good to see you again. We'll catch up. And then he laughed. I was like, <laughs> who did he think I was? <laughs> Because <laughs> I've never met Eric Roberts. <laughs> Why would Eric Roberts? To be honest, be asking- he is he is the most grounded, most humble yeah. person I've ever spoken to. I mean, we've swapped yeah. numbers and we text. And well, we, ask him and, if he remembers who, who he thinks he thought he saw in Toronto. Because <laughs> I've got that he's, before. People, people have mistaken gr- me before for someone. <laughs> it's great though yeah. because he's invited me and my wife out to dinner when he's next o- o- over and my wife hasn't got a clue who he is and which is great i mean my wife can't recognize faces you know like famous fa- faces from mo- movies um so i've tried to explain who he actually is and she yeah. still doesn't know so uh so it's going to be an interesting well, night when you, and- you see him can you tell him that I'm a big fan of Best of the Best, and he actually made my day when he mistook me for whoever he mistook me for. <laughs> I will find out exactly who he thought you were. Um, and then last, last, lastly, your party trick. Have you got a party trick? You know, you go around to your friends. Can you do any tricks or? or? Uh, no. Um, no? Maybe. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't really have anything interesting. I mean, when I was younger, I used to, after a few drinks, I would just start rapping, but I don't know that that is something that I would call So basically, trick. any fans out there that are looking for a gift for Christopher, maybe a book of yep. party tricks. 
who knows yes. so yeah, christmas is just too. around the corner um and then how can fans follow you um on social media of course not in person because that's weird um <laughs> but uh, you know on social media how can the fans fans follow you <laughs> yeah you can find me on instagram at chris russell official awesome and are you only on instagram yeah i'm only on instagram i was late to that to that party too uh it took me a while to get there that but, that, uh, that is fine social media yeah. is like a, a a blur to me as well i don't i don't yeah. know what it what it what it is i think it's a young person's game and then also are you on cameo can people get any messages no, from, I'm actually from not not on what? cameo no yeah uh, any I'm plans deliberating okay okay so i'll keep a lookout and then if you ever do go on cameo i'll make i'll make sure i'll share that uh but christopher you've been a great guest thank you so much for chatting with me so day of the dead is on every friday on sci-fi um go out watch it stream it because you can stream episode one right now and it's an awesome awesome show and uh i recommend it to anyone that's into zombies comedy or something very well written and very well acted because it's awesome and i can't wait to see what happens with trey in the future because so far he's very entertaining and i can't wait to see that deadpool moment uh and see what happens with you (laughs) yeah i appreciate that all right you look after yourself great talking to you you too sir look after yourself and the same to your family keep safe and keep doing what you're doing which is great all right thank you you too have a great day You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends. In my world, it means hope.